Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Unboxed, powered by Pubmatic. My name is Rizwana Manjur and this week we will be discussing the topic of OTT. One thing we learned this year amidst the global lockdown and stay-at-home measures is that our need for content knows no bounds. We've all been actively discovering our favorite TV shows, movies, as well as compelling new content through the convenience of streaming, giving publishers more advertising opportunities to offer and pursue. Growth of ad-supported streaming on connected TVs or CTVs and mobile devices provide new programmatic video advertising revenue opportunities for publishers. In fact, according to a report by Pubmatic and Forrester, OTT ad revenue currently accounts for 30% of programmatic video revenue for U.S. publishers with OTT strategies. In the next 12 months, nearly 75% of respondents expect programmatic ad revenue from OTT content, either through mobile app or CTV, to grow more than other digital video channels. While OTT ad revenue currently lags behind mobile and desktop, it is still a significant source of programmatic video advertising income. But as with any new emerging platform, OTT has also faced some issues around standardized measurement and audience control. In this episode, we try to find out from our experts Elaine Tan, Head of Sales at iQIYI, and Marcus Poset, Country Manager Southeast Asia, Greater China and Korea at Pubmatic on why OTT can be a sound investment. Hi, Elaine. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Hi, uh, my name is Elaine Tan and I'm the Head of Advertising Sales uh, for Southeast Asia for IT International. My current focus at the job is to build and grow our international sales team based in our international business headquarters in Singapore. Um, besides that, uh, my role is also to identify these key sales channels to develop customized ad solutions to our partners that will help drive their business objectives. And of course, last but not least, to drive advertising sales revenue for the business. It's a really exciting space you're working in, Elaine. How long have you been with iQIYI? Thank you. I've been here about uh, close to four months now. <laughs> so what was your background before that? Yeah, I've primarily been in the broadcast uh, media space. Uh, with also overlapping experience in digital, uh, especially in branded content and uh, programmatic. So this is not something entirely new to me, but OTT space as a whole is a very exciting um, space for me. So uh, personally, I'm very excited. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. OTT is really exciting and things are really heating up with the streaming wars. Now, before we get into that, Marcus, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm the country manager for Pamatic across Southeast Asia, Greater China, and Korea. So in my role, um, I have the privilege to manage two very talented teams focusing on programmatic adoptions uh, across the regions. So what that means is from a publisher data and supply perspective, uh, we consult and supply publishers and data owners with uh, programmatic ad technology various solutions and integration based on you know, their businesses with the purpose of uh, increasing advertising revenue and efficiencies for, for these companies. We do also 
consult many of our partners on different ways for strategies around how to successfully scale programmatic operations because as it is as much of a technical aspect to solve for as well as for an organizational aspect. So in terms of team structure, incentives, and general knowledge. Um, on the advertiser and the agency side of the ecosystem, we do a lot around improving the access to high quality advertising opportunities. So this by you know, providing transparent and efficient ways for advertisers and agencies to, to execute on their programmatic campaigns and, and ultimately improving return on investments. So in short, that's pretty much what we focus on. So Marcus, can you break down the basics for us? What's the difference between OTT and CTV? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So I guess in the, in the simplest terms, you could say that OTT is the content and CTV is the device on which the OTT content is being viewed. So OTT stands for over the top mm. and it means video content delivered via the internet mm. or over the top of infrastructure providers without the use of traditional cable or satellite TV services. So examples of OTTs, we have Elaine here from ITE. Um, it's a, obviously a very good example. Netflix, U, iFlix, Amazon Prime, and so on are, are other examples of OTTs. Uh, well, on the other hand, CTV mm. or connected TV is a television set that is connected to the internet and can obtain OTT content services. Mm. So if we go into examples here, you know, it could be smart TVs, which has like a, a built-in internet connectivity capabilities mm. or devices such as Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Sticks, but it could, it could also be gaming consoles like, like PlayStation or the Xbox, so to mention a few. Elaine, I know that iQIYI is one of the hot new players in the OTT market in Southeast Asia. Could you share with us some of your growth and expansion strategies for the market? Uh, at our core, iQIYI is very focused on strengthening our content slate in Southeast Asia. Um, with very established key genres in China, like our variety shows, uh, period dramas, and mystery thrillers, which are very popular with international audiences. Uh, increasingly, we also want to invest in high-quality content for these regions' audience. Uh, for example, we have Ferryman Legends of Nanyang, which is currently in the works and stars Singaporean and Malaysian actors. Uh, we also have a highly anticipated K-drama, uh, original called JV Sun, which stars very popular uh, Korean actors. Uh, last week, uh, we announced the third season of one of our most popular variety shows called Youth with You 3, mm -hmm. and that is going to be launched uh, sometime next year, so stay tuned. Um, on just Wednesday itself, we announced that for the first time ever, we are partnering with a Thai production company to bring a Gen Y series outside of Thailand for the first time. All these shows will be happening within the next year. Um, IT's advertising business is also expanding alongside our content library. And our partners recognize that uh, good content will bring a lot of eyeballs. A large percentage of these partners have extended their campaigns with us or started more campaigns with us. So with new shows coming up, we are very excited to value add to our current as well as future ad partners. So Elaine, maybe you could also share with our marketing listeners on some of the types of partnerships that you're seeing emerging on your platform. 
Sure, definitely. Um, I think at the moment, we are seeing a lot of partners working with us on programmatic. Um, and that is a good sign uh, as we see more and more uh, brands investing in the programmatic space. Uh, however, increasingly, I've noticed that a lot of brands have been asking about branded content as well. Mm. They are very interested to see how we can work better and closer in terms of uh, working with the IT content that we have or uh, are planning to launch uh, in, in the coming months. So that's a very good sign. And uh, I think we are we are going to be working on more uh, diversified ad solutions moving forward. So that's probably something um, to watch out for. Oh, wow. I can't wait to hear more about it, given that this is such an uh, a creative area and it's booming right now. So also, maybe you could share with us uh, what some of the benefits are to brand spending on OTT platforms, given that not many of us have explored the world of OTT with our branded content, our advertising, our content marketing strategies. What are some of the benefits? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so one of the benefits is really um, target audience segmentation, which is made much easier with OTT platforms as compared to traditional media. Um, and also with the increasing popularity of streaming entertainment services among youth, especially those in Southeast Asia, uh, we have the flexibility to segment target audience by the type of content they're watching. For example, if you are a beauty brand or a female fashion brand, you might want to have your ads shown on Youth Review, which skews towards the younger female audience. Mm. Um, and one of the most important benefits is that OTT allows brands to transcend geographies. Mm. It's very useful to brands who have a presence in multiple markets. Um, increasingly, we are also seeing people uh, consuming content on the go. Uh, in fact, in Southeast Asia, the number of people who own at least one digital device is growing every single day. Um, even when people leave their laptops at home, they look at their phones instead of billboards or out-of-home ads. So ultimately, brands who choose OTT platforms to advertise with are able to get eyeballs on their products or services at mass or on a larger scale to their targeted audience. Mm. Marcus, do you have any thoughts on what some of the benefits uh, are for brand spending on OTT platforms? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Elaine. Um, I think OTT presents a very exciting prospect for the, for the ad industry. Um, as Elaine touched on, you know, consumer video viewing habits are evolving. Uh, time spent on digital video across mobile, desktop and connected devices have been growing a lot and still growing. I think the last number I saw was that estimated 1.4 billion people now are on the world are subscribing to an OTT service. And I think when it comes down to it, brands needs to be where their consumers are. And I think if we go back a few years, um, it was a lot of talk about acquiring incremental reach, almost like a compliment by, by adding digital video to the media mix, especially in relations to investments in, in conventional linear TV. While today, as the video viewing landscape has evolved, we're seeing more unique audiences on OTT. Hence, OTT streaming video is increasingly becoming a critical part of the media plan. So, you know, building brand awareness for, for many brands. I think another aspect which Elaine touched on, which I believe is equally exciting, is the potential when you are merging TV and digital. So you deliver a TV-like experience for the viewers, 
with all the, the high impact brand storytelling power of the television screen combined with the addressability measurements and interactivity of digital. I think, I think that's very exciting. Elaine, you mentioned that you are seeing more ad dollars flowing into your platforms. So why do you think there is a shift towards OTT today? Yeah, um, it's definitely a very exciting time. And um, although from an advertising perspective, TV ads still are the majority, <laughs> um, but in terms of uh, ad spends, but there is an increasing amount of investment in OTT advertising that we see. Um, according to a third-party report, the, uh, the CAGR for online video spends is positive. There's still a lot of room to grow. And even in more traditional markets like Indonesia, we have seen very promising indicators that brands are moving from traditional mediums to OTTs, which is a good sign. Mm. Um, so IT, IT has been expanding quite rapidly. Um, we have a lot of new clients who have come on board, like you rightly mentioned, um, because of our proven ability to provide customized and diversified ad solutions, mm. something that we're uh, quite known for already in the domestic market. Um, so what we're trying to do with IT International is to duplicate that success for our partners in Southeast Asia and beyond. Um, so the content on uh, streaming platforms are also starting to rival the content coming out of traditional broadcasters. Uh, for example, IT's content offering has allowed us to engage with um, more than 5 million active users and over a billion monthly video views outside of China. Uh, some of these content have also won awards, like the Bad Kids, which is an IT original, just won uh, Best Creative at last weekend's Busan Asia Contents Awards. Wow. So, yeah, so we are constantly innovating um, you know, our user experience to encourage audience retention. Um, on the technical side, as an OTT platform, we are also able to provide a level of brand safety, um, measurability, as well as third-party tracking and monitoring. So you have a plethora of solutions for your advertising partners. And just earlier today, I read a report that said that more Singaporeans are now open to watching good quality ads on uh, the platforms of their choice rather than pay for content. Are you also seeing this trend in other Southeast Asia markets? Yes, definitely. So I think one of the um, advantages of IT advertising uh, solutions is that we um, offer a different kind of ad formats for brands to leverage on um, that reaches out to our audience, whether they are free users or paid members um, in the least intrusive way and in the most um, native manner. So I think you are right. And I think reports have been pointing to audiences now, especially in Southeast Asia, um, being more receptive, uh, receptive uh, to ads on OTT. Now, as the streaming wars heat up as a consumer, when you do the math, you can't help but think, yeah, I think I'll watch that ad if it's entertaining enough in exchange for that content that I really am stuck or hooked on. Um, but you also mentioned, Elaine, a very important point earlier around brand safety, which brings me to my next question for Marcus. Marcus, what are some of the concerns or challenges brands have in spending on OTT platforms? I think the, the overarching challenge is achieving 
interoperability or fluidity in buying between linear TV and, and OTT. So as we already discussed, you know, consumers are leading the market, moving from screen to screen, which do create challenges in a, in a cross-screen buying fluidity, if we use that word. Um, if we look at the true power of linear TV, of reach and frequency, it becomes a lot more complex to achieve in, a, in the digital ecosystem as it tends to be highly fragmented. So not only from a device perspective, but also the increasing number of channels and content that, that viewers are consuming, as many of these cha uh, channels and, and content are running on different types of technology. And as of today, there is a lack of unified standards around measurement and the currency of buying TV versus digital video or OTT. So it's just not a widely recognized method or, or metrics that compare across platforms. And from a pure technology standpoint, you know, if we get down to like some more clear challenges, you know, in a very fragmented ecosystem, we're talking about challenges around frequency capping, uh, audience overlap, back-to-back -back ads, competitive exclusions. Uh, th this is something which is obviously very um, important to, to deliver that TV-like uh, experience, not, not only from a user perspective, but also in order to attract the, the linear TV ad dollars um, and provide like an efficient way for advertisers and brands um, to reach their audiences. So I think this can be solved and it, it is solved by individual players today, but as an industry in order to shift larger portions of those TV ad dollars, uh, we need to solve the fragmentation. So Elaine, what's an effective strategy for OTT space marketing? It, it definitely has to start from a brand environment point of view by first understanding what the brand is trying to achieve and then who they are trying to target. Um, OTT providers would then be able to provide customized solutions for clients based around our content, uh, build and recommend a concerted campaign strategy for brands. Um, the immersive environment provided by OTT platforms is the best time to reach their target audience since they're more engaged in the content they are viewing. Uh, it's also key to always remember that while it is important to place ads, an equal amount of importance should also be placed on when these ads appear because there is a risk of disrupting the viewing, the viewing experience. So for myself, I will always be mindful to offer and recommend solutions that will help uh, brands reach the right audience at the right time. And for brands that have not considered OTT, how can they start doing so? Well, for a start, they are free to contact me. <laughs> Small joke aside, um, I think in all honesty, um, brands should first decide if their target audience reside or actively participate in OTT activities. Uh, and if they do, then the brands can consider investing and starting a small brand campaign with an OTT they are familiar with. Um, of course, if that is that OTT is IT, they can contact me anytime. Elaine, what's the biggest change or most exciting innovation you've made in the OTT space during the pandemic? Yeah, I love this question. Um, for IT, technological innovation has always been a huge driving force um, for the rapid development of online video platforms and the expansion of the video-led entertainment industry. 
And over the last decade, IT has devoted millions of dollars to leverage the latest technologies such as AI, uh, 5G, cloud computing, and big data for our platform. And in the future, IT will also have the opportunity to collaborate and share its technical capabilities with local companies in foreign markets. What are some of the best practices that you guys have developed that can help your organizations and your partners in the long term? Yeah, I think that um, really, you know, points to the success that we have in the domestic market uh, in mainland China, where we have a very successful um, uh, streaming business. And what we really want to do, I covered this earlier as well, is to, um, you know, bring some of these best practices and replicate these to, um, you know, fit the uh, local or Southeast Asian uh, region. Um, we are investing in content that appeals to our Southeast Asian audience, mm. um, be it Korean content or Chinese content or local content or even IT originals. Um, at the same time, invest in premium, high quality local content that the locals will love. Uh, this is even better if those local content gain international traction. Um, we want to be able to help partners who work with us to raise their brand awareness through associating their brand with all these great content on our service. Um, on the advertising side, we also provide many differentiated ad types. And one such example is paused ads and sponsor logo overlays that have been popular with advertisers. And these are in line with what both brands and users are looking for as they are less intrusive in nature and more embraced by users. What does the future hold for OTT advertising? Elaine, maybe we can start with you. Yeah, like I shared earlier, slowly we are seeing brands starting to move from traditional ad formats to OTT platforms. Uh, there are ad formats that already exist in China, but are not yet implemented in Southeast Asia. For example, AI ads or native advertising, which has been growing in demand. Um, for IT, we are looking to also take the best content or IP in China and bring it to the international market. Uh, we want to hyper-localize this uh, evergreen content to make it more relatable to local as well as international audiences. So our clients in China are already benefiting from these innovative solutions, and we hope to be able to provide the same here and replicate the success in the region. And Marcus, what about you? What do you think the future holds for OTT advertising? I think the future for OTT to start off is, is very bright. And um, from a programmatic viewpoint, if I put on my pragmatic hat, um, you know, I do believe that the programmatic ecosystem has a key role in solving for many of the, the challenges I, I mentioned earlier as standards for cross-media measurements, addressability, and so on are being developed and widely adopted. Um, I do believe that advertisers will move away from guaranteed upfront buying models, which still is quite common in, in OTT and uh, digital video in, in relation to maybe other digital channels. Um, and I think they will move towards a more dynamic and flexible programmatic models, you know, focusing on audiences, reach and frequency and so on. So like similar to, similar to TV. I also believe that the many of the challenges are interconnected. 
So when technology and standardization can bridge the gap of the fragmentation, it will lead to better measurability that will lead to a more uniform view on quality, transparency, and performance, which then should lead to better campaign executions, which should lead to higher return on investments, which then overall should make OTTs in particular are more attractive in the overall media mix for for brands and advertisers. So Marcus, just to wrap up today, um, is there any particular area from advertising technology perspective that you believe will have a major impact on OTTs in 2021 uh, that OTT players in general should pay attention to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we will see a breakthrough in, in heady bidding or more accurately referred to as unified auctions um, being adopted across the premium OTT, uh, the ad-funded publishers, so to say, the, the OTTs running ads, obviously you have the, the SVODs as well. Um, especially pre-bid-based header bidding technologies as they provide a whole new level of flexibility to a, to a publisher tech stack. Um, it also increases the publisher's compatibility to do more with a larger uh, number of partners across the ecosystem. So if we go back to you know, the question that I answered earlier about the challenges um, you know, around unified audiences, ad pod control, managing back-to-back ads, competitive exclusions, and all of that, which, which you need in order to pr- provide this uh, TV-like viewer experience, you know, this can be solved today by individual companies and, and the tech providers, but only within their own proprietary ecosystems. And I think the main point, again, if we want to see real significant TV ad dollars flowing into OTT, I think it's important to understand that buyers, in this case, advertisers and brands, they do not want to buy individual ecosystems or wall gardens or, or, or publishers, you know? They want a holistic view on audiences, reach, and frequency. And I think an ideal way to achieve this at scale is to unlock proprietary siloed ad technology and bridge the challenges of fragmentation. Uh, And I think you can do this by adopting an industry-wide open and collaborative um, technology. Thank you so much, Elaine and Marcus, once again, for joining me on this episode of Unboxed, where we delve deeper into the world of content, entertainment, and future of OTT. The benefits of spending on platforms such as OTT are evident, and programmatic OTT is also clearly an emerging revenue channel with immense potential as more consumers shift to streaming on connected TVs and mobile devices. If you guys would like to learn more about OTT, head over to pubmatic.com. I hope this episode has helped all of you think out of the box and over the top with your ideas. Till next time, this is me, Rizwana Mandur, signing out of Unboxed, powered by Pubmatic. Take care. <laughs>